Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Man, he's so good, isn't he, church? I thought, I think we knew better. Isn't Jesus good today? And we are so excited that you guys are here and you can be seated for just a few minutes. We're going to talk to you about this Jesus that was born and picking up where uh, Pastor Dan left off in Luke chapter 2 verses 5 through 14 we continue on the story that Pastor Dan was reading and he said the the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn a son and wrapped him in clothes right and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them But then there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel said to them, right, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. He said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared of angels saying, uh, praise, or saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And today we are celebrating the birth of our Savior. His name is Jesus. And he came for a purpose. He came to give us something that we didn't even know we wanted. To give us something that, quite frankly, we wouldn't even have known to ask for it if we hadn't been saved, if we hadn't had our eyes open. Had Jesus not come, had he not even done a revelation to us to show us how bad we needed Jesus, we never even would have asked. But he came to give us something. And talking about people that give us something we're never asking for, how many of you have ever been around toddlers before? How many of you uh, know that they'll give you stuff you never asked for, right? If you either have kids or you have a friend that has kids or you have nieces and nephews or whatever the case may be, how how many of toddlers have a way of giving you stuff you didn't even know you wanted because you don't want it, right? Like an apple with one bite taken out of it that they're now done with, right? Like here, I don't want this anymore. It's perfect. Thank you so much. That's what I wanted, right? Uh, How about... Uh, when they give you uh, that one thing because you're walking through the house in the middle of the night and the pain of generations past radiate through your body as you step on a Lego in the middle of the floor, right? How many of you know words stir up in your spirit you didn't even know existed in the dictionary, don't they? Like you start putting words together, have no business being combined, you know, like they'll do that. And uh, we were working around the church this past week, getting a few things ready. We, uh, Kyle and I, uh, who is the director of our production team. Speaking of, can we give it up for our team, man? Aren't they not incredible? You guys are awesome. And so uh, we were working in a closet down the hallway, uh, doing something that a professional absolutely should have been doing. But uh, so we were down there working and his daughter was uh, neandering the 20,000 square foot building we have here. And, And so... She came walking in, saw his dad or her dad working in the closet, and she goes into the little closet underneath him as he's working up top. And I see her go in. Now, keep in mind, there's only like four of us here right now. There's me, Kyle, one other barely adult, uh, and then her. 
barely adult being Eli. I think he's in the room. So, but, uh, so there, there's only a few of us here. And so she goes into the closet, uh, and I see her go into the closet. And then uh, I go to do something, and I come back, and she's gone. Now, the first thing that hits my mind is like, okay, <laughs> we have lost a child. The second thing that hit my mind is, I know Kyle's wife, okay? So this is going to be trouble, okay? Like, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I was like, okay, are you going to tell her? Am I going to tell her? I really don't think I should, mainly because I don't want to, okay? So, uh, and so I was like, hey, bro, where's your daughter at? He's like, she's in the closet. I was like, <laughs> I'm looking at the closet, and there's no child. Uh, and about that time, I was like, Emmy, where are you at? And she was, there was a little cabinet in there that had a door on it, and she had climbed inside of the cabinet and closed the door behind herself. That's what I said. <laughs> she poked her head out and said, girl, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Speaking of things that toddlers give you didn't know that you <laughs> didn't want is a heart attack, Okay. But I want to talk to you for just a minute about how Jesus came to be something that we didn't even know we wanted. He came to be something that, quite frankly, we wouldn't have asked for because we didn't know how badly we needed him. He came to be a gift. And today I want to tell you three things that he came to be a gift, how he came to be a gift. The first one is he came to be the gift of blessing to us. He came to be a blessing to us. And I don't necessarily just mean tangibly. I don't just necessarily mean your bank account. That's not really where I'm going with this. I'm talking about how many of you need, how many would like to live a blessed life, even if that doesn't mean money? You want God to just bring some hope and peace and joy back into the spirit, back into your life. Can I, can we get some hands raised? How many of you would like to see Jesus? How, how many of you, even if you're at that point in your faith journey where you don't even know if it's going to come from him, you just know, I don't want to keep living life the way I've been living it. There's got to be something better. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus came to be the blessing that you didn't even know you needed. To bring hope and peace and joy, not just happiness that you wear on your face, but something deep down in your soul that lets you know no matter what this world brings, everything's going to be okay. He came to be the blessing. Numbers chapter 6 verses 24 through 26 say it like this. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show his favor, and give you his peace. Man, God came on the scene that you wouldn't just have a religious experience with him. Hear me and grab a hold of this today. What God wants for you is more than church attendance. He's not interested so much in how well you check your religious boxes. He's interested in whether or not you know him enough to have a relationship with him. He wants you to know him. And in knowing him, you get a blessing from him that you didn't even know you wanted. He's that kind of gift. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift, it comes from above, coming down from the Father. God is looking at you. And hear me, on your deepest, darkest moments, he's not looking at disappointment. He's looking at you with a hope that you would rise to better occasions. And at your highest moment, he's looking at you with joy because you're a child that belongs to him. And I know this goes against how some of you are raised in church spaces where it's like, man, you just feel like God is like the kid on the anthill with the magnifying glass. Like God's the big one on the throne with the stick just waiting to whack you because you did something wrong. I'm here to tell you that our God is looking for every possible way to bring you close to him so that you don't have to live the life that you're ashamed of. He's a loving 
God. And he did that also because he's the gift of belonging. He's the gift of belonging. You see, he's looking for every possible way to bring you close to him. And exactly what we're celebrating today, exactly what we're going to celebrate this week is how he did that. You see, your sin and my sin, the things we've done wrong in our life, and quite frankly, who we are at our core, those things separated us from God. Anybody ever messed up? You messed up before? You did something bad? You hurt somebody? You did something? The rest of y'all just messed up because you're lying. Didn't even raise your hands. Right? How many of us will admit we've done a few things wrong? Right? Some of y'all, if I asked you to just lay out everything you've done wrong, you, you could unfold a piece of paper and show me a list. But for the rest of us, it's like a Rolodex. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, and that was last year. Okay, and then the year before. Like, but you see, God comes on the scene and he says, you know what? Because of what's inside of you, you can't be close to me. But what if I sent my son, Jesus, to this earth to live the perfect life that you could never live, to give you access back to the God you don't have access to? You see, our sin separates us from God, but Jesus, the one who came and had no sin, died in our place so that we could be close to God again. Jesus is the gift of belonging. He gave us access we couldn't earn ourselves. John 1.12 says this, to all who did receive him, talking about Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to be called children of God. That means if you believe in Jesus today, that means if your heart is given over to him, that means if you surrendered your life to him, and as we've talked about in the past two weeks, as we've been getting ready for today, if we've given our life to him as our king, we have the right to be called children of God. Now, you know what's beautiful about that? Growing up, I would run to my dad and I would ask him for things. You know what he would say? No. Stingy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There were times in our lives where I would come up and I would ask my dad for things. And for those of you parents that you have teenagers, this will make sense. They haven't talked to you in six weeks, but then they want something. Y'all with me? But when I come to, when I was in a relationship with my dad, when I was talking with him regularly, when I was communicating with him, when, when I was uh, around the house and I was present and we were having deep, heartfelt conversations and he was teaching me how to be a man and how to love my wife better and he was instructing me and, and I had a need. Don't you think I could come to him and say, Dad, I really need this? And he would say, of course. And for some of you, you can't figure out why you look at God like the big man in the chair with the stick instead of a loving father. And can I be honest with you? For some of us, it's because we've approached our relationship with him the wrong way. But Jesus came that we could change that and have a sense of belonging. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. And some of you have felt like God left you somewhere. You felt like you messed up too many times, and so God left you to yourself. I'm here to tell you, he's never left you. We could all be honest with ourselves and say, we've left God a couple times. But God has never left you. You belong. Because of what Jesus did, because he came to this earth, because he lived a perfect life, and because he died to pay for our sins, you belong. And God wants you to know you belong. And, and lastly, Jesus gives us the gift of a new beginning. 
the gift of a new beginning. We've already acknowledged, every one of us, that we've got some things we've jacked up in our lives. We've got some areas we still don't have right. Like, let someone cut me off in traffic and y'all see. Okay? Let me pass Krispy Kreme and the hot now light isn't on. McFlurry machine, still broken. <laughs> Show up at your favorite restaurant and they close because of COVID. I'm going to start spitting bars. Y'all better listen to me. Okay. Like, but Jesus came that we would have a gift of a new beginning because we haven't got it all right yet. We still got some things we're working on, but Jesus came that you could start over. John 3, 3 says this, says that and he replied, I tell you the truth that if you are born again, until you are born again, or unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And what that term born again means, it literally means born from above. That means until you've allowed God to give you a new life, you're not going to see the kingdom. But he, he desires so greatly that you would see the kingdom that he sent Jesus to give you access to see the kingdom. Like God wants you to know him, and he wants you desperately to know him. He let his son die so that you would know him. Like he wants you to have this new beginning. And here's the thing. Too many of us are trying to hang on to a broken life that we're not letting ourselves have a new one. Too many of us are too, too fixated on our pain and our struggle and who we are today. We're not willing to let go of this so that we can have this. God's saying, if you'll let go of that, I'll give you a life better than you could ever imagine. If you'll let go of this, I'll give you something bigger and better than you could think of. If you'll let go of this, the problem is some of us have even started to find our identity in our struggle. We've associated our identity with our pain. We don't know who we are with or without our depression anymore. We don't know who we are without our anxiety anymore. And I'm here to tell you that the fear of what you may lose doesn't compare to the glory of what you could gain. God wants to give you a fresh start, a new beginning. And it starts with Jesus. Ezekiel 36, 26 says it like this. It says, I will give you a new heart. Say new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take out your old stony, stubborn heart. Wives, that was your chance to nudge your husband. See that? The Lord wants to give it to your stubbornness right there. So <laughs> take your stubborn heart, and I will give you a tender, responsive heart. You see, inside of all of us is a desire to say, you know what? I think I got this, God. Like, all these areas of my life, I'm good here. But if I need you, I'll let you know. Our approach to God looks very similar to how we would approach a bank. I'm going to do all I can over here. And then if, if this don't work out, I may come get a loan of grace. I may put in an application for mercy. But that's not what God's looking for. He's not looking to be part of your life. He's looking to be all of your life. Because our God is a king that's meant to rule and reign. See, the difference between grace and mercy is this. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. You see, what I deserve and what you deserve because of the sin in our life, we deserve an eternity away from God. And the only option for that is hell. We deserve not to experience him. Our sin separates us from a righteous God. But in mercy, 
through Jesus, for those of us that have put our faith in him, we're not going to have to experience that. But you know what grace is? Grace is giving you what you could never deserve. And that's an eternity with God in heaven. And he says the only way you experience the eternal glory of Jesus is if you surrender your temporary life to him. Not in your works, but in your faith. The Bible says that if we would believe in him, we wouldn't perish, but we could have everlasting life. And today, I want to invite you to allow Jesus to become the Lord of your life. There's more joy in it. There's more peace in it. He's the prince of peace, the Bible says. And if you can't find peace in life, but you don't have Jesus, you don't have the giver of peace. He's our source of joy, the Bible says. So if you don't have Jesus in your life and you can't figure out why, you may be happy occasionally, but joy doesn't rest in you. It's because you don't have the giver of joy. If hope isn't part of your life, you just live life just waiting on bad things to happen. I'm here to tell you that the giver of hope's name is Jesus. And if we would give our life back over to him, we would give our life to him and let him rule it and reign it. He would restore all things to us in a way that could awaken us to a life that we didn't even know was possible. Jesus came on the scene to be more than we could think or imagine. He came to be the gift. I was telling you about little Emmy. Uh, a day or two after that, we were back up here working again, getting things ready for today. And the women were having a cookie exchange in the lobby. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, if y'all don't get out of here with this poison... So I've been trying to get healthier, been doing some fasting, doing some walking and jogging and, and uh, just doing healthier. And then they brought that in. I said, get behind me, Satan. Okay, not today. <laughs> and so they brought out some cookies and I said, huh. I mean, let's go see what it's about, you know, like. I ain't gonna lie to you, I had one plate. <laughs> and... Uh, Little Emmy came up to me, and I was eating my cookie. Apparently, this girl wonders our whole church. I don't know what's going on. Like, she just she moves around as freely as she desires. Uh, her dad helped build half the thing, so it is what it is. So uh, she came up to me, and I was, I was about to eat this cookie. I had already had one plate full. So uh, I was getting ready to, to eat it, and she walked up, and she did this. I said, honey, I don't know what that means. <laughs> she's, this, she's this big. Like, ah. Ah, and I was like, ah, 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 I can't help you, you know? And then you have to do the look around to see if you're going to disrespect this kid and someone else is going to see it, right? So I was like, like is, anybody, is anybody looking, you know? For I'm like, bam, you know? So uh, she looked at me, she did, ah. I was like, girl, you got to learn English. You're going to ask for this cookie, you know? You're going to need a miracle, some grammar lessons. And so she just kept looking at me. I was like, man. Earlier that day, we were looking for what we call gaff tape. It's a tape we use on the stage. She had a roll of gaff tape in her hand. She said, uh. I said, uh. Finally, she looked at me one more time. I was like, all right. I gave her the cookie. And she gave me the gaff tape. <laughs> I was like, this is not a good trade. Like, I feel like I lost in this battle. Five minutes later, Kyle's like, anyone seen the gaff tape? I was like, got it. 
What's special about that? I didn't need that cookie. Some of y'all are like, we know. Okay, like, first of all, calm yourself, all right? Disrespectful. Y'all didn't have to laugh that hard. I didn't need that cookie. And I didn't even know that I was going to need that gaff tape soon. But when she came to me, she was saying, give me, give me that. And for some of you, Jesus is looking at you saying, would you just give me that? That shame, that guilt, that pain, that hurt, that unforgiveness, that bitterness, that thing that's deep down in your heart, that anxiety, that depression, that thing that you haven't let go of, would you just give me that? And if you'll give me that, I promise you, I'll give you something better, but you got to give it to me. I can't give you what I have until you let go of what you have. And so I'm here. And if, you, if you're willing to trade, then, then, then let's trade. But would you just give me that? And hear me, look at me for a second. God's looking for you to let go of the thing that you can't seem to let go of. God's looking for you to let go of the thing that won't let go of you. He's looking for you to say yes to him for the fresh start. God has a life beyond anything you could think or imagine. And Jesus is going, would you just give me that? The beautiful part is he can have his hand out like this because 2,000 years ago he had his hands out like this. Nailed to a cross to pay a price for us that we couldn't pay for ourselves. Jesus gave us a way to a new life that starts with him. And today, if you're here and you want that fresh start, today, God, right now, some of you online and in this room, God is speaking to you right now and telling you today is the day. Every single one of us that are passionate about Jesus had a moment just like this that you're having right now. That you know what, from now on and forever, I'm not going to live the way I used to live. Today is the day for a new beginning for me. And I'm here to tell you today, those of you that God is speaking to your heart, I want to pray with you right now that God would give you a fresh start, a new beginning. And from this day forward, nothing is the same. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And this whole church is going to pray with you so you're not praying by yourself, all right? So let's pray together. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my wrongs. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. Give me a fresh start. Give me a new beginning. Wipe away my sins. I want to follow you. I want to give you my past so I can follow you in my future. I love you today. Thank you for grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, all across this place, can we give it up for everyone that prayed in the room and online and we celebrate with you guys. Amazing, amazing, amazing.